Hi, everyone. It's Obi Abuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories, and insights that will enable you to tap into the power of leading from the inside out. And I'm delighted to welcome on the show Katie Murray. Hello. Uh, hey, Katie is a leadership coach diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant, and business mastermind host. She's worked with thousands of leaders across 35 countries over 25 years. Her clients are leaders in business, social impact, and entrepreneurship. Uh, she's the director of Catalyst Collective, a boutique consultancy supporting clients to become more inclusive, uh, recently named a, as one of top 50 UK DNI leaders, and her first book, Changemakers, A Woman's Guide to Stepping Up Without Burning Out at Work, is published by Kogan Page and available now. Really excited. Looking forward to our conversation, hearing about your book. Katie, uh, delighted to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Obi. Um, I am looking forward to all that we're going to talk about, including your book. I'm a, a sucker for books. And I know you are too, so... Yes. Um, I have yours here. <laughs> it's here. It's here. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Um, let's start off. Just tell us a bit about you. What got you into this space? And particularly, I'd love to hear what was the motivation behind your book? There's always a story behind a story. And yeah. so I'm curious about that. So yeah. tell us a bit about you, what got you into the space and what's the story behind your book? Yeah, thank you. So I am really passionate about change makers and that's the name of the book. I'm passionate about people who want to make a difference in their communities, in their sphere of influence, whether that's kind of local, national, international, whether that's in your workplace or in your kind of work and personal life beyond that. And I'm really passionate about people who are passionate about that. And I want to see you flourish and thrive and sustain yourself. So my experience over the years has been working alongside so many talented, ambitious leaders who mm. are incredibly cause driven, incredibly purpose driven and are doing amazing things in the world, having incredible impact. And yet that sustainability piece, that kind of well-being piece, that self-care piece seems to be at times really sacrificed for the cause. Um, and then on the flip side, I've worked with many leaders, as, as I know we've talked about this before together, many leaders inside organizations who are kind of saying, there must be more to life than this. There must be more to work than this. I want to find a deeper meaning or a deeper connection with myself, with my work. We want to make a difference as a business. How do we do that? That sort of quest for meaning and purpose. Mm. So not that everyone fits into one of all those two categories. I don't want to box people in that way, but I, I see those, those two trends in the work that I've been doing over the years. And so when I wrote this book, it was like kind of squeezing out the juice from the last 20 years of working <laughs> with leaders. And yeah, you know what it's like, right? It's like, let me just squeeze all this out onto the page. Um, I'm thinking about your orange on the page of your book. That's maybe where I got that image. Um, but yeah, squeezing out the, the learning um, and the insights that I've gleaned from, from so many brilliant people that I've worked alongside mm. and, and what that's kind of stimulated in me. But the, the book is really about that inner work that we can do so that we can 
stretch and expand and well and, and be as influential as we want to be there's no expectation that people need to be a particular way sure but, but those the, the inner work particularly for women and other people that have been marginalized traditionally in workplaces that that inner dialogue that holding back that second guessing that undermining of ourselves that can happen and and also that that lack of self-care that I've already mentioned so the, what's the inner work around our own resilience and then I also have looked at what's the outer work that we do when we navigate the workplace systems that we're in so the barriers and biases and uh, the blockers that we experience in the workplace how do we navigate that and even how do we then disrupt that and co-create something better so I wanted to bring that kind of internal and external, of course they're connected, right? But I wanted mm -hmm. to bring those two areas together. So yeah, the book covers a lot of ground and we explore anger and desire and joy and pleasure and passion and resilience along, along the way. So it's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it sounds like a rich resource. Uh, absolutely gonna put it in the show notes so that people can access it and just leverage the insights from over 25 years. Um, whenever I talk about this, I'm having a conversation. I, I have, and, and I think viewers and listeners have heard me talk about this, or goosebump moments. Right. And those goosebump moments are usually about the resonance, the resonance of something so much deeper. And, and you talking about the the deep work that people need to do or the quest for something more. We, whether we're conscious of it or not, we're all thinking about the, that end game, that the end of my time here on this planet, what's the legacy, what's the impact, especially as leaders, what difference would I have made? And how am I going about doing it? And am I, am I tapping into something that is releasing more of my energy and, and passion and, I love also just the recognition that you're bringing to the fore of people wanting to do this and wanting to step up and sometimes realizing that they're running on empty. Mm. Um, and the way I, I talk about it in my book, that classic analogy of, you know, have you got your oxygen mask on? And, and what does that look like for you as a leader? So, yeah. Can I come back on that? I, I can sure. we come back to the oxygen mask thing? Because I'd love to talk about the, the resilience piece. I'm sure we can get really practical around that. I want to pick up on something you said there about legacy. And I think this is really nuanced. So for me, I notice in my own life that I've had this strong driver around wanting to make a difference. That's been a real kind of core part of who I am and my mm. family of heritage and how that's shaped me. And I noticed that I've and I've worked alongside lots of people who have a sense of like, I'm building something for the future. And there's mm. within that, and I'll speak for myself, there can be a level of striving or a level of like stretching to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I want to share with you that what I've learned, and this is very recent for me and lots of my peers and colleagues learned this many, many years ago. So I'm really grateful for mentors and wise counselors who've helped me here. What I'm learning and it's ongoing work for me because of that really strong driver that I have is to also be in the present and um, and I know that you, mm. you talk about this a lot and and I this is my work actually is not to be striving for future um whatever I'm building that actually it's about trusting that will come and the outcomes are there but actually being really like living in the present and that life in all its fullness 
in today like so where's my joy today where's my gratitude today where is my sense of deeper connection and purpose today and yeah I just wanted to share that in response to what you're saying it's it's just to build really on that around where my focus has shifted and so Mm -hmm. when I connect that with resilience and mental health and well-being it's about for me not a striving of how I'm going to kind of push myself to the next thing but it's about how am I really caring for myself today and being present in my day to day how again it's a squeezing the camera like squeezing the joy Mm. and the goodness out of my day today and as a leader I think of course we're doing future scanning and we're doing scenario planning and we're doing strategic Mm. we're doing all those things which is absolutely appropriate and and accurate and right and and it's great that we have big visions and it's great that that ambition is there it's all all of that's really necessary I'm not saying that's not needed I'm talking about our inner compass of where that sort of gravitational pull is for us and in my inclusion work what I know is that leaders that are making massive strides here yes they have a vision yes they have real ambition around making a cultural change in their organizations and being passionate about social justice and seeing that lived out and every day they are consciously showing up with like how am I going to be today how am I going to serve today how am I going to love the people around me today how am I going to how am I going to lead today and it's about being present because actually the present is all we have right it's just recurring (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I wanted to add that I hope that's resonant for you and your listeners absolutely absolutely I so one of the resources that I created recently is revolutionize your mental game and I I talk about what games leaders are playing uh, but also the a recent one was on the embracing the power of silence and and solitude Um, and that is all about tapping into something deeper, tapping into our level, our being as individuals and as leaders rather than our doing. Mm -hmm. And it really resonates with what you're talking about there because you're right, we've got a vision and I talk about, you know, a eulogy and sort of beginning with the end in mind, but the reality is none of that can be lived other than in the present moment. And the present moment is me, my connections, my sense of who I am uh, and and what I'm about. And that love and that passion, a a big thing just to, and then we'll sort of move on, but this is, I guess, going deeper into this topic of um, understand who am I? If you ask most leaders who they are, Generally, the response will be in one of three categories. It's about what I do, mm-hmm. um, or it's about what I have and what I've achieved, mm-hmm. or it's about um, what people say about me. Yeah, and all of those uh, are linked to striving and, and and acquiring. But when you're able to answer it from a place of this is this is who I am, this is an expression, this is um, my sense of significance and worth isn't tied to any of those things, then you know that you've tapped into being and a richer place of living that, hey, 
you know, secured two clients today. Brilliant. The, our shares have gone up today. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But that doesn't change who I am. And that's often where the draining and the burnout and, and all of that comes from because yeah. uh, of yeah. that um, lack of connection to our true identity. And I'm reflecting uh, on how you introduced me at the beginning of this conversation, right? And it was all those three categories <laughs> that you just mentioned. <laughs> and then I was thinking, so what else would I add to that? I would add, and then I, and then I go to a, a classic thing that, partic again, particularly for women is very strong. It's about roles. So I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a partner, I'm a lover, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, right? Those aspects of who I am as well, they're part of my identity. And I think that's really interesting because I could have added that stuff, the kind of perhaps more personal life stuff into the roles that I play, multiple roles that we all play into that intro. And then what you're saying is something more about essence. And um, mm. I, have a, I have a beautiful supervisor who talks about impartation. And I love that word. And that really came to me as you were talking there. It's like, what are we imparting with our presence? And mm. that isn't something you necessarily put into a bio when you're speaking at an event <laughs> or a guest on a podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what, this is the energy that I bring, or this is, this is who I, like you say, this is who I am when I, mm. when I'm fully alive and when I'm really, yeah, when I'm being myself, I think that's, I'm challenged now around how I do my bios. <laughs> I, 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 we've got to use language of course that right, people right. connect with yeah. and and yeah, yeah. It, it's rare I wouldn't go to a networking event and say who are you hey I'm a <laughs> I'm a being I'm um I'm a spiritual being yeah. having a human experience you know right. although although that might create that might more of a connection just than the, yeah than the classic you know here's what I do and and um yeah or, I'm going to challenge you that. to try that Obi at your next networking event I absolutely will do I absolutely, I, I will send Tell you your viewers. I, <laughs> I'm committing to it. I will send Do you it. a message and then Do at it. some point I will give an update on that. Um, let's, well, let's go here then, Katie, because sometimes when people hear us speak and, you know, we're coaches and, and authors and they think, oh, it's all theoretical. I'd love to go to a challenge that, that you personally had or a, a failure that you had and what that, what did that teach you about your own resilience and your yeah. own mental game and internal dialogue? You know, so how's this played out for you personally? Yeah, thank you. What a great question. And um, I, so I, I want to play back a line from your book, which I particularly found reassuring. I'll read it. Um, as I was thinking about, you know, this time with you today, and you said, um, there's, there's a training ground to grow in mental toughness, resilience and character when we go through struggle. Um, and you said, leaders who know about the value of struggle also improve their learning potential. And I was like, brilliant. That is, mm -hmm. I needed that today. Because I feel like, I know you're asking me about a, a, a challenge that I've had. I feel like I'm kind of in it at the moment. I feel like I'm in a time of struggle. And just to be really vulnerable with you and share openly it's kind of now and so I wanted to share about that because I wanted to share like how am I dealing with it in the now and then I know mm. that I'm using lessons from 
past struggles to support me and without sharing all the detail because that that wouldn't be so helpful but I noticed that is that okay if I do that now is that yeah does that work so I feel like I'm in a stage of quite a lot of transition quite a lot of like tech it feels like tectonic plates are moving in Mm. my life that's affecting my business it's affecting my parenting I have two kids and affecting my sense of identity like who am I in the world and that's not new for me like I've had stages before where that's happened so maybe circumstances have happened externally that have affected my business and then I've had to rethink you know who am I who do I want to be in the world what does this business what do we want this business to do how do we want who do we want to impact who do you want to serve those kind of questions come up again and then I've learned that I can kind of settle that and then, you know, reestablish and realign and then it it solidifies again. And then there can be another time of tumultuous change, global pandemic, anyone, hello. Mm, And mm -hmm. and all those tectonic plates can shift and move again. And I noticed that I'm I'm in a in a personal place of that at the moment. And and just noticing what happens to me in those spaces. So I noticed that I want to get really busy and fill up my days because it's really uncomfortable to sit with the sense of tumult and the sense of turbulence that is very uncomfortable for me so I noticed that I want to just do lots of things you know back to the being and doing I want to go into doing so I don't have to sit with the what's coming up in the being and that feels easier for me to just be busy and kind of running around and kind of high energy and go 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 rather than actually attending to this is what I'm feeling this is what I'm noticing this is what I'm thinking this is what's coming up and going into that sort of more inner work of what's happening Mm. and I know that because I'm in it right now I can't really like if you ask me well what's going on I I can't really make sense of it yet I, I only really can just tell you what I've told you I don't really know it feels like I'm just in the work if that makes sense and at some point it will become clear I'll probably look back and go oh well that's what was happening there you know this was shifting or this was changing and this is how I've adapted so I know that I'm digging deep into that resilience work that I've built over over many years for myself there's muscles that I know can support me so I'm I'm digging deep into my gratitude every day. I'm using my journaling. You know, I'm not always that rigorous around that, but every day I'm doing some journaling the last few weeks. Um, I'm digging deep into my intention setting, which is about every day, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Is there one thing I want to progress today? I just ask myself those three questions. So I'm digging, I know that I'm in the work of transition. I don't know what it means. It's a struggle. I want to avoid it. And, you know, on a good day and good moments, I'm leaning into it and I'm, I'm using my resilience practices to support me to be in a really, not necessarily positive space, because some of the emotions don't feel good for me, they feel difficult, mm. but to actually go there and feel them, in my, my belief is that feelings are... Um, they're giving us data and giving us wisdom about yeah, something there's yeah. there's wisdom there so I want to avoid the feelings I find personally tough to feel but actually I'm learning that if I feel them then they pass first of all they do pass and two I'm gonna learn something so that idea you you encouraged me with when I read that line it's like yeah this is the grist for the mill this is the the potential for learning here is huge and so that's what I feel I'm in right now I wanted to share with you it's like I'm in this space now where I know I'm going to learn a lot I just I don't really know what Mm. yet (laughs) kind of in it um yeah 
Wow, that is so rich, so rich. And, and I'm just going to reflect back some things that I heard that I think are going to be really powerful for anyone listening and watching this. You, you use the word notice several times. Mm. And I can't, it's, it's impossible to emphasize how powerful that is, how important that is for us to be able to notice. We talked about being present, yeah. right? Being present enough to my emotions, being present enough to what I'm feeling, noticing it, being able to name it, to being able to name, hey, there's this struggle, there's this um, uncertainty that I'm feeling, yeah. there's this discomfort, just noticing it actually takes a lot of power away and it gives you a sense of agency I can see right. this I can see you yeah. I'm aware of you I love the fact that the and this is something people here certainly we've been talking about recent years just being comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh not to say it's always easy and you've acknowledged that it's like this isn't comfortable yeah but it's I'm on this journey of of becoming comfortable with it accepting it what what is it I can control what is it I I can't. And again, you, you talked about resilience practices, yeah. which is so great for people to be aware of that this, this doesn't just happen. There are mm. things that, yeah. that we've got to do, <laughs> yeah. um, but we do it from a place of being learning human beings with incredible potential. And, and here's a way of tapping into my innate resilience and you, you're already demonstrating that regardless of the discomfort that I'm going through I can still choose to be yeah. grateful I can still choose to be thankful for yeah. things around me so so that's amazing I just yeah just those things alone I and you know this from my book uh, the uh, a big phrase for me that I've learned from some of my own challenges and struggles over the years and failures and and near suicide and all of that is that when life squeezes you and the pressure is on what you're like on the yeah. inside will come out yeah. and what you're sharing there is life is squeezing you but what's yeah. coming out is your gratitude practices what's coming out is is an awareness it's noticing and so i, I can see you thriving through yeah. through this and this is what thank we're trying you to share i, I want to also share with you that what also comes out is like a lot of anger and desire to control like let you know let me mm, just be honest mm, with sure. that that you know under pressure and before I've realized I'm in something and I need to really dig into it mm -hmm. you know a lot of stuff that I am not comfortable with comes out and that mm. character piece it's like a mirror moment isn't it where you're like okay that's what I'm like when I'm feeling like this and actually mm -hmm. that I don't want to see that and that's that's for me that's painful and it's um it's hard work and for the people around me and it's always the people for me the closest people right the kids and the partner and they're the ones that get you know get the slap not physically but get the you know me being frustrated with my situation they're the ones actually that see that so actually that pain of realizing I don't I don't want to be stuck in that place that's also a, um, a drive for me to say okay, what do I need to do? Let me deal with, let me deal with this. Let me not let this mm. just leak out over the people that I love the most in my life. <laughs> let me actually, 
you, know, you talk about taking radical responsibility, like actually let mm-hmm. me say that's not okay. Mm-hmm. How I'm feeling is okay, but behaving that way is not okay. So now let me, you know, do the things you've just played back that I'm doing. You know, this is a bit of a process to get to that point mm-hmm. of like, right, okay, let me really show up around my own self-care right now and around my own resilience practices right now. And let me deal with this for me rather than, you know, kind of projecting it onto other people. Yeah. So I wanted to be really honest about Thank that. You. This is not, yeah, this is not a kind of saintly process. It's really messy. Sure. <laughs> I, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I, I feel it too. I mean, mm. again, yesterday, I, I had to take some time out and go into the woods for yeah. a walk because I felt that there are Business-wise, we've got some exciting launches happening this week. By the time the viewers hear this, uh, listen to this, all of that would have happened. Um, But it's huge. It's big. It's significant. And and you feel that pressure. And and yesterday I was feeling, I'm just not, I don't feel like I'm being present uh, right now. What are some of the things that help me to, connect with my deeper self what is what are some of the things that help me to connect with my being what are some of the things that help me connect with the bigger picture going for walking in nature is a big part of that and so so I just thought all right it's take that moment I'm gonna take that time and and do it so and if I again if I can play back what I noticed for you as, as I know a little bit about some of the transition you're making and you're saying there's, you know, huge business growth and again, shifting, changing that sense of transition that I think there's something, and it's, it's resonating for me as you, as I think about your situation, there's something about we are growing and expanding actually in those moments and Mm. we're growing and expanding our capacity to hold. I, I, more is quite a loaded word at times, but I, I think that's what I'm hearing is like I'm, I'm stretching myself. I'm kind of deepening and broadening myself so that I can take on this next mm. stage. And there's something about our leadership growth and leadership journey there, which is those times can feel from the external view, people are like, oh, it's great. You know, your book's launching and your business, da, 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 all the things. And actually internally, it's like, whoa, I'm just stretching to kind of fill this new space and mm. um. I'm expanding my capacity to hold more and to, to be able to. And I, and I see that with leaders that I work with, that, that the resilience practices we build day to day to day to day to day to day, like in all the boring moments and the small, mm. tiny moments of our lives, they're the muscles that we develop so that when we are stretching, we, you know, we can do that. We're not, we're not stretching beyond what we can stretch to. We, we've sure. built up the capacity to do that. And I, yeah, I just, I noticed that in something you're sharing there of when we're in transition, we're growing, aren't we? We're growing and stretching and, and uh, we need those, those practices to support us perhaps even more. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and just listening to you play that back <clears throat> makes me think of something else that, I'd love to touch on because I noticed for myself that part of the stretching is a letting go mm-hmm. and it's a letting go of that ego yeah. part of me that because the more you serve the more of a difference you make the more responsibility you have as a leader 
there are rewards and recognition and achievements that come with that. And then there's this potential to say, but wow, look at me, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. And, and you're just having to deal with that tension and, and let that go. So that's something I'm noticing yeah. for me. And I'm curious in for you and in your work with leaders, just what do you see as important when it comes to keeping one's ego in check? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it links to what I said earlier about people closest to you perhaps seeing those more private moments I'm I'm really grateful for kids partner therapist colleagues um some friends who will be very fiercely kind fierce and kind fiercely kind Mm -hmm. with me Mm -hmm. and um I think we all need like who do we each have who can speak to our blind spots and or shadow Mm -hmm. side or Mm -hmm. however you want to name that who do we have who can tell us what the impact of our behavior is on them and how much do we as leaders open up our own I want to say like humility our own kind of tenderness to be able to receive that and what I notice again particularly if think about my work in inclusion excuse me that the leaders that I see who are really making progress in cultural change and seeing a real difference in their organizations in their businesses are people who who are are receptive to hearing feedback that might be quite challenging to hear. And I think that's speaking to the same thing Mm, that we're touching on here. Like how do we, how resistant are we or how open are we? And it's really hard to, let's just, you know, again, for me, I'll speak Mm -hmm. myself, but I I see it around me. It's hard to receive feedback about ourselves, about our characters, about who we are and how we're showing up. Like that is really hard to hear about the impact of our behaviors on other people. None of us want to be, called out we but we have an inherent belief in ourselves as a good person most of us we have that bias running so it's really hard to hear that we've hurt somebody or that that's not been great or or that our ego is you know that that visibility piece or that um sense of success is creating this this kind of um overplay in some way that's hard to hear right so we we need spaces where we can have those relationships and I encourage and I I do this myself but I encourage leaders I work with to really nurture those relationships like who do you have in your life who will genuinely cheerlead for you and genuinely like love that you are succeeding you know bunny ears whatever that means for you Mm -hmm. that you are winning that you are having a great day who will genuinely love that you are thriving and who will big you up and support you and promote your stuff and all of that great stuff and, and, you know, tell you you're great when you are great, like who will do that for you? And also who will provide a bit of accountability? Like who's going to be the grit in that to say, actually, can I share with you this X, Y, Z, when this happened, this is how it felt for me, or this is what I noticed. Again, that noticing piece, it's not about judging the person or Mm, even mm. really criticizing you, but who do you have who's going to call you out or call you in when you need that? And I think there's something about spaces for leaders where um, we can bring kind of all of our ambition and our brilliance and our beauty and our bigness, Mm -hmm. and we can bring the the challenges and the struggle and, and the vulnerability and the kind of messy, I messed up and this mm. I'm not so proud of this part like that yeah those spaces I think are quite rare um can we find them in you know some relationships somewhere mentor coach therapist teammate colleague friend 
Um, I think we all need those spaces. So much so that I've got to reinforce that because that that's absolutely essential. Um, many people, anyone familiar with Brené Brown's work, she talks about the fact that we're all made of strength and struggle. That's just a big part of being human. We've yeah. got amazing talents and capabilities and, mm -hmm. and this um, incredible untapped potential. At the same time, we hurt and we have blind spots and we make mistakes. And if we're not able to fully own those and, and live an integrated life, then we're trying to pretend that we're all strength. That isn't true. Even if when we're trying to pretend we're all struggle, that isn't yeah. true either. Yeah, we yeah. actually, we're actually an incredible blend of yeah. uh, the two. And that makes us amazing as human beings. And I, I've been part of uh, a group with two other guys that were three, two others now for about five, six years. And it, for me, it's just, it's been a lifesaver. Yeah. When I've been through times yeah. of transition, it was, it was an anchor. It was a space to be able to bring to, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm showing up. And here's how I'm messing up. And here's yeah. the, the failures and struggles. And one of the things that it's taught me, and I think this is important for people to connect with, is in that place, that's been the space that has helped me really be clear about, Obi, who are you? Yes. And, and people see me, not just the me that yeah. speaks or the me that writes or the me, but it's the me with, hey, this is what it was like with my wife. This is the argument I had, or, you know, here's how I didn't show up that well for my boys. And I'm, yeah. and then you just realize, actually, I'm, I'm not, I can't be assessed and judged by all of these things. I'm, I'm something so much deeper, so yes. much richer, so much more yeah. complex and, and being able to live in that space gives you so much more yeah. resilience. So yes, that's absolutely critical. If, if as a leader, you don't have a space like that, then you want to find out. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reach out. Cause you absolutely want to find it. You can't, you can't win hearts and minds. You can't really lead effectively in a transformational way without it. And, and going back to your book and that's where the burnout comes because right. you are operating at a level that just isn't sustainable. It's surface and you're not filling, you're not filling yourself up. I want to add a piece there about, uh, because the, the groups that I run where I'm providing those kinds of spaces I, at the moment tend to be with women. And I want to add a piece here. Just, I think there's a nuance around what I notice here is for women, we, we have not learned to collaborate. We have not been socialized that cheerleading piece that I mentioned, um, we have been socialized, generally speaking, in our society, in, our, in the systems that we're operating in, we're socialized to compete because there's not enough room at the top and you might be the only one or a one of few and you better be lucky to be there. So you, you fight for that place and you're lucky to be there. Um, or you, we're socialized to compare. So our society is structured around comparison. Capitalism is structured around, comparison is one of the kind of core roots of it. So again, we're back to that enoughness in who we are as individuals to support yeah. us when, we're, when we are um, kind of lured into comparison. It's so easy to be in comparison. But for groups of women to be together and in that, that way you've described, Obi, and be able to handle one another's bigness 
right? And handle one another's success and ambition. That is a big stretch for us. And I do a lot of work with how will we do that? How will we genuinely cheerlead for one another when someone else is winning? How do we feel about ourselves? How do we feel Mm. about that person? And we're back to this conversation we had a bit earlier in this discussion about how do we deal with success and failure? What do we do when we feel other people are succeeding? How do we judge ourselves? All of those Mm. loops that we can get into. So the work, a lot of the work I'm doing is how do we be together in Mm. a way that genuinely is collaborative? And how do we work through our own, again, that inner work around comparison, competition, our Mm. self-judgment that can come in and then the the other layer I want to add to that is in societally for women it's it's more vulnerable to be visible and it's more vulnerable to be um to have a voice to take up space to be successful there's there's extra kind of vulnerability that comes with that visibility so we do a lot of work around what do we need to have in place so that we can bring our full expression into our workplace, into our communities, into our leadership, into our change making. So I I wanted to add those nuances because I think part of the systems that we're navigating mean that there are, there are extra layers here and extra, Mm. extra kind of biases that we're having to notice in ourselves and kind of unlearn in ourselves Mm. so that we can show up and, and actually it's an ongoing, excuse me, it's an ongoing thing because, you know, I can think, oh, I'm over that. I'm totally fully cheerleading you. And then something happens and I'm in comparison again. It's like, mm. oh, where did that come from? So that is, I, I find that's ongoing work. And with a, many of the female leaders, particularly I'm working with, that that is really live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, thank you for drawing that out because inevitably it's not, stuff that I feel like I'm fully yeah, we aware see different of. Things. And yeah. so so that's so powerful for our listeners and viewers. And it and it sounds like such important, such rich, such needed work. And so I, I'm excited. Uh, we'll put the details for um your programs Great. in the show notes as well so that people can reach out and and find out more. The truth is that there isn't enough of this happening in our world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There isn't enough we all need resources. We, we absolutely do. And the, the potential, the growth, the, mm. the joy, I mean, the work that you and I do is more than just, oh, in the workplace and I do well yeah. with my work. This is about life. This is yeah, about it's deep. being a better, <laughs> you know, just uh living fully as as a mom dad husband wife partner friend son daughter you know whatever the case may be all all of them and the the benefits to our world to our communities is huge so long may this work continue and flourish um katie just before we wrap up we've shared so much i i really believe just really rich content for listeners and viewers but just final piece of advice from you for leaders about how how best to develop and tap into their innate resilience what final words from you i'm taking a breath allowing my thoughts to settle so let's do a practice today that is about coming to the present 
So I am going to suggest making a drink. I'm going to do this after we're finished. Choose a mug that you love. Choose some kind of receptacle that gives you pleasure. So I like this one. Just choose one that you like. Um, listen to the sounds of the water coming out of the tap, going into the kettle if it's hot or cold. Make it really hot or really cold, whatever feels soothing to you, feels nourishing to you. Pick a drink that you really want to savor and enjoy. I'm always on hot lemon, which most people don't find that exciting, but pick something that feels exciting to you, appropriate for the time of day, whatever it is you want to drink. And feel the warmth as the liquid goes in the cup, feel it on your hands, smell the fragrance, take a sip, don't burn yourself clearly, just, you know, be wise. Take a moment with each of those parts of a really basic, simple thing that we often do just on the fly while we're thinking about our next meeting or ruminating about the previous one, right? Take a moment with that really simple, physical, meeting your own needs, hydration. We all need to drink more than we think we do, right? We need to be drinking more water. Um, take a moment with that and enjoy that moment. And it's probably gonna be like 15 seconds in your day. So this is not a big ask and it's gonna give you some joy. You're gonna feel different through that process. And that's the start of these very small practices that you can start to build in to reconnect with yourself, come back to yourself, reconnect with who you are, what's important to you, a moment of pleasure in the middle of a day, back-to-back meetings, no doubt, but take that moment. I love that. Not only great advice, a very practical, easy to implement tip. But do you know what it also made me think? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna do that after this. Already it made me think, Obi, you'll notice that you're you're more than your thoughts, you're more than mm. what you do. You are something so much deeper. Mm. Um, I love that. Thank you, Katie. Uh, I have so enjoyed really fun our conversation <laughs> today. R- wishing you all the best with Thank your you. Book. It's a needed resource. Uh, so absolutely excited to uh support it and and push it out there to our listeners and viewers uh everyone listening watching i hope you enjoyed the show and got out some incredible tips practical tips to integrate into your life and remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose then it starts from the inside out. Have a great day. See you on the next show. (laughs) Thanks a lot for joining again, Katie.